0: Welcome to the Run for God Run Club, where you will find God in a runner's space. Welcome to the Run For God Run Club. This is your one stop each week to be motivated and inspired to get off the couch and onto the running trail where you can, in turn, inspire others to do the same. Let's learn, laugh, and leap into running together, giving God the glory for what we are able to do in His name. I am your running host, Dean Thompson. And we're going to share a story from another faithful Run for God Run Club member who struggled to get to the finish of that big beach marathon, but he leaned on God and everything turned out just fine. We'll talk about that. And then I've gone off the rails in my examples in the past, but this week may be the most egregious. So you don't want to miss how running and our faith is related to a Stephen King story. And joining me to discuss those stories and more is Run for God founder Mitchell Hollis.
1: So Dean, it sounds like you've gone from bass to baritone now. Yeah. yeah are you getting ready for some <laughs> choir special or
0: what's going on? Yeah, I just had a little cold and it's just it just keeps hanging on. It doesn't want to leave me. So yeah. uh yeah, hopefully I think I'm on the good side though. You know, okay. I'm on the side where I'm getting better. So Okay. Yeah.
1: Well you you sound a little bit deeper today. So.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm just uh I'm thankful with everything that's going on and, and having like it's been it's been over a week that mm-hmm. I've been having some difficulties and been a little sick, but I've been able to kind of keep things going and get the things done that have to be done. And um, I just this is a this is a good hour and a half.
1: Well, we, it's – we, you know it's probably some of it's due to the fact of where we live. You know, we've had like all four seasons in the past few days. Yes, that's you know, true. it was. It was very cold. Then it got spring like, and then it almost got. I mean, it was seventy yesterday. Stuff starting to bloom, yeah. and then there's supposed to be snow flurries on Saturday. <laughs> I mean, so go figure. That's that's uh, that's not good for the
0: immune system for no, sure. I wouldn't think so.
1: Hey, we got a lot of stuff coming up, and yeah. so I want to take uh, th- this spot right here and just talk about the things we've got coming up. So next Monday, uh, this is today is Monday, February the twentieth. Um, but on the 27th, we kick off the J Fest 5K challenge. You know, we've talked about we were bringing the J Fest 5K back. This is a great partnership that we had uh, several years back. We haven't done it in a few years. COVID got in the way, and some other things. They were in the process of moving the festival. Uh, but J Fest is uh, the Tennessee Valley's largest Christian music festival. The headliner this year's Crowder. Uh, Mm -hmm. They got Mac Powell. They got all kind of great artists that you hear on the radio, Uh, but we're doing a 5k to kick that day off. And it's at the Tennessee river park in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Uh, But it's a great, great weekend. That race is May the 20th, but on February the 27th, we are kicking off the 5k challenge, a nationwide 5k challenge, just like we did the 5k challenge and the marathon challenge that kicked off in January. If you didn't make, get to be part of that you can join the 5k challenge starting february the 27th which kicks off and we'll graduate either at a race in your area or you can come join us for the j fest 5k and uh your race entry there includes all day an all-day pass to the festival which is uh, they have 10 bands it's just a it's an incredible saturday um, and then on February 14th, I mean, I'm sorry, April 14th through the 16th is the Run Club Weekend. We've been talking about that. People are starting to sign up from that for that. That's an incredible weekend. You've heard us talk about it on here before, but it's where people from all over the world uh, who are part of Run Club come into Dalton, Georgia for the weekend. And we have things going on Friday night. Saturday morning is the free 5K that if you're part of Run Club, you get that for free f- Saturday evening. We have our banquet and entertainment and Sunday morning we all kind of finish the weekend off worshiping together at, at my home church. And so that is April the 14th through the 16th. So we've got February the 27th is the kickoff for the Fest 5K Challenge. So if you're out there and you're not part of one, our cha- one of our challenges, you can join us for that. April 14th through 16th we've got the Run Club Weekend. April 15th is the Run for God 5K and then May the twentieth is the J Fest five K. And then we got more stuff scheduled out even beyond that, the Hawkins ten K and some other things, but we'll get to those at a later date. But put these things on your calendar. Um, these are just incredible events where it, it brings everybody together and it's just a good time to to get to know everybody that you that you chat with online on Run Club. It's a great opportunity to get together and, and meet those people. We've had some incredible friendships form through the oh, years yeah. and um that's what it's all about. Yeah, yeah. And then also, Marathon Gear, as of today, Marathon Gear is still on sale. So if you know we open that up for three weeks, we've got one more week left. So if you want to get that Marathon Gear, just remember, this is the only three weeks that it's open uh, for purchase. We may open it a little bit later on in the process, uh, but it doesn't stay open all the time. So if you want that Marathon Gear, the hoodie, the T-shirt, the hat, uh, go to runforgot.com, click on the store, and get those. Today.
0: Yeah. I need to get me one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. How about a uh, Facebook post from this past week? Um, it was really hard to choose a Facebook post from this week. There's a bunch of them right so now. There were so many good ones. Yeah. Um, but I, I like this one for a few reasons. So this one comes from Rita Porter. It says, I just finished my last long workout, 10 miles, before the half marathon I'm doing next week. It became a lesson in faith. Before I even started, self-doubt crept in my thoughts. The awful voices I have struggled with most of my life telling me that I'm not good enough. I won't be able to do it. I started to remind myself that I did it before without a strong training plan, that I have been consistent, that I am lighter, that I have fueled well. That helped for a while, but it didn't remove the thoughts. They were just less loud. When they returned, I remember why I was attracted to this club initially. The training is not just strengthening my body, but my faith as well. I changed the direction of my thoughts. I prayed quick prayers. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I am who you say I am. The faith will be, My faith will be stronger than my fear. You are with me. My thoughts will be true and pure. My attitude changed. I became happier and less hard on myself. I began to enjoy the experience. I finished better than last week's effort. I will do my best to remind myself this week to focus on the strengthening my faith, on strengthening my faith to prepare me for next weekend and the next, then next week uh, and life really. <laughs> uh, that's a good post, you know, she, she, so she gets open. it. Yeah, she yeah. does. Yeah i like the the idea of just being open to um when when people i don't know that ever ever a lot of people do understand it because they respond to it but for every person that you that responds to this post Mm -hmm. that says man this is i needed to hear this Mm -hmm. there's three more in the background who know don't Mm -hmm. respond but needed to hear it right and uh and so this is cool um
1: you know, I like – she She made the statement in here, I am who you say I am. We just uh, – you know, I've talked about I run the sound at my church, and our praise team and, and choir just did a song recently. I don't know if you've ever heard this song. I had never heard it, and I'm like addicted to it now. Uh, and I can't even remember the name. There's a new name written in glory, and it's mine. I think it's the name of the song. Mm-hmm. But the kind of the, the chorus line is – I am who I am because the I am tells me who I am. That's just a that's a really cool. That is cool. I, I love this song. So if you've never heard the song, go out there and look it up. Yeah. Uh, just type that. I, I am who I am because the I am tells me who I am. Yeah. Um, incredible choir. I don't know why I brought that up. but It's a cool choir song, and she mentioned I am who you say I am. But uh, yeah, go look
0: that up. Well, that's cool. That's cool. You know, one of the other things that uh, posting things like this does is it helps hold us accountable. Sure. Too. There's somebody, Jeffrey and Joanne Brucker. Now I don't know if it's Jeffrey or Joanne who's who's the one posting in, in this case, but um, they actually said, "I'm posting this to hold me accountable." Sure. And I like that. That's a great idea.
1: Well, there's a lot of psychology there. I mean, it's when you say something, your ears hear it. Yeah, and it reinforces what you're saying. And when you write something, your eyes read it, and it reinforces what you're thinking. Yeah, um, we've talked about on here. The devil wants nothing more than to keep us quiet, and it's because of this psychology. Yeah. Uh, it's why we say put it up on your mirror so you read it, because it it, it almost works as the same as somebody else telling you that. When yeah. you read something that you've written, or you hear something that you're saying. It works in the same way as you hearing it from somebody else. It reinforces the thought that you're having, and it gives you the confidence.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I recently had the Thursday night session. We talked about um, how you can use things for good and for bad, mm-hmm. and and this, you know, social media is one of those things that can be really bad, mm-hmm. right? And we talk about that. And we hear that it's in the news, and we sometimes we talk bad about social media because of it, but then. There's sure. All this good stuff too, and so I've been really convicted recently about that. We even had a with the college team. We had a kind of a big discussion about mm-hmm. this because um, obviously that's a big issue for them. Um, but don't if you're if you're so if you're anti social media, I get it, yeah, I wholeheartedly get it. But realize there's a good side to that too, and this is a great motivation for people. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, it and and it's very often the motivating. Factor behind Run Club,
1: yeah. I mean, right? we've said it many times that the <laughs> the Run Club social, which is on the Run Forgot app, and the Run Club Facebook group, um, which is which is a private group. You know, we we try to keep the riff raff out of there. Um, but both of those things are, are worth those two things are worth the price of entry to Run yeah. Club because mm-hmm. of what exactly what you're talking about here, people. It seems like God always prompts people to say things, not that they need to say or they're just trying to get off their chest, but because other people need to hear it. And you yeah. you see it on the post. I mean, like you just said, people comment and say, yep. I really needed to hear that today. And that's that's where we're better together in those scenarios. But it's also why it's a great idea for these times when we all get together to try to make the trip because... Man, it just takes those relationships that you form with those people online, it just takes it to a whole different yeah. level. And these are good relationships. These are the, the people that you meet in, in Run Club. You know, we've talked about it. We very, very rarely have to um, remove something on one of our social platforms yeah. in the Run Club realm. <clears throat> right. um, and it's because there's just nothing bad. I mean, it's all good. Good stuff. We have the occasional person go off the reservation, but that has been very, very. I can probably count them on one hand that I'm thinking of. Yeah. Um. And that's that's within thousands and thousands of posts. Yeah. So uh, if you're not on there, get on. You know, I'm thinking of Christy from Texas. Yeah. Christy from Texas. Uh, she came down and she did the whole Couch to Marathon last Mm -hmm. year on her own by herself. And she even did it without the social because when she started the marathon challenge last year, she fasted from social media and she never got back on. And kudos to her. Yeah. But she just, I think it was maybe on the way to Gulf Shores or the week before or something, she decided to download the app. And she was blown away that there was that big of a community. And I think Holly was even telling me that some family came with her and when she got here, everybody was talking, calling her by name, and talking to her. And her family was like, "Who are these people?" <laughs> and it's it's just the testament that if you're in this club, you've got this humongous family. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. That's just the coolest part
0: of this yeah. this ministry. It's pretty cool. But I will say this: when when you when you read those posts, this is just a word of caution, I guess. When you read those posts, make sure that the motivation you feel from those posts are. Coming from the reminders that it's God who is our strength, sure, and not the post. Right. right. the 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 great thing about these posts is that God's in them.
1: Right. But most everybody on here points. They do points to Christ. It, Absolutely. They point to their their source of their strength.
0: They do, which and is it's, awesome. It is. You're
1: not going to see that in any other forum it's on true. the internet.
0: It's true. We had a trivia question for last week. It was this What is the best type of diet for a runner walker?
1: And You're think, sneaky,
0: Dean. I think you said this sounds like a trick. <laughs> uh, and it is, because of course, there is no right diet. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like a training plan. We talk about training plans all the time. There's a million different training plans and a lot of different ways to get there. You just got to pick one, mm-hmm. right? So, me, for example, I, I eat a plant-based diet. Well, I'd say maybe the opposite thing to a plant-based diet is a keto diet. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I know people who are on plant-based diets who are very successful. I know people who are on the keto diet who are very successful. Mm-hmm. But if you put those two together, <laughs> it's not going to do you any good whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So um, you you can't take different pieces. You just got to find one that you can live with, that you like, and then, and then keep keep it up and stay on that plan consistency over
1: time yeah and being what's the word um, realistic in what you're going for because you know we've talked about it on here some people just go uh, first of all we don't like the term diet right um, you, you're you eating plant based because you choose to but that's that's just your lifestyle it, it's not that you never have a piece of meat right We don't like the absolutes, right? Um, because with diet, that's just to me, it's not sustainable. Now, are there people that have not eaten a piece of meat for 20 years? Yeah, there are, but by and large, and that's what we're talking to is the masses. It's these absolute things are just not sustainable. It's why it's it's why we um talk so much about oh my gosh, help me with her name, Jackson Hole. Eden. Eden. Um, it's, it's what I like about Eden. You know, mm-hmm. she's very practical yeah. in her dieting advice. And she was, I, I don't believe she calls things diets either. It's no, it's like the, the way diet. we look at food. It's, yeah. it's the lifestyle. Yep. And it's very practical. You know, I I had some very alarming numbers come back at the end of December and with my cholesterol. I mean, it was in the... The red you're about to die zone. you better get it under control and um, so I've changed some things. i I still eat meat i I eat less fatty meat. I've kind of closed my smoker off. Uh, I, I still have a cookie. I had a cookie last night at church. Mm-hmm. you know I, I still but I've just pulled back and t- tamped down. Well, I, I still eat the same things I just more moderation I'm smarter about when I'm eating I'm not eating as much of the fat and just those few I'm down 15 pounds wow I really didn't go into this to lose weight right I, lo- I went into this so I wouldn't die <laughs> but so if you're if you're out there and your goal is to lose weight don't don't take these draconian steps yeah that are not sustainable um just we all know the things to do yeah don't don't pick and choose different things on the internet. Just be sensible and be consistent, and you'll get the results you want,
0: yeah, well, you notice when I talk about my diet, yeah, um, I don't call it a vegan diet or a vegetarian diet, I call it a plant based diet because I feel like that describes my diet better because it's you don't have to have some fancy name for your diet, sure. I guess is what I'm saying, and so my, you know, like you said, when I'm this past week, I was traveling with the track team, on the way back, they wanted to stop at Chick-fil-A. We stopped at Chick-fil-A, I had a chicken sandwich. Yeah. Um it's it's okay. I don't do it every day, mm-hmm. um, and I don't plan to do it every day, but under some circumstances, you know, a little bit. So but to your point, when you do most most of the time, I'm eating good food mm-hmm. and it pays off sure so yeah Um, you know I heard somebody one time I can't remember the I can't remember her name Um, she was an 800 meter runner um, and she's from Chattanooga but she said this one time on on Twitter she said something like she said there are two rules to getting healthy one move your body in some type of exercise every day and two don't eat much that comes from boxes or bags There you go. Pretty simple. It is. If you just followed that advice, um, you'd get you'd get healthier.
1: Yeah, and you know, if you plop down on the couch with a with a tub of sour cream dip and a bag of Ruffles, nobody needs to tell you that that's not a good choice. Yeah, we. So many of these things we talk. We even talk about the training plans that we do. They're not rocket science. You can find all this stuff on the internet. And ninety nine percent of the people understand the concepts. Mm-hmm. The magic pill is the accountability and it's surrounding yourself with a community of people that will help you get there. And that's what Run Club does. That's why it's so success. That's why it's so successful is because of that principle alone.
0: Yep. Yep. Another good pointer for for eating healthier. Um, I heard this one time, and I love this pointer as well. Shop the edges of the store,
2: Mm -hmm. yeah,
0: and don't don't shop as much in the aisles because what you find is if think about it, all that you got all your vegetables, all your fresh food is around the edges Mm -hmm. of the store Mm -hmm. in most stores, and so uh, that's another good way to think about if all you did was just spend more time on the outside edges of that store putting stuff in your cart, you'd probably be better off. Sure. So uh, yeah. I don't know you gotta find what works for you try some new things you know if somebody had told me 10 years ago that I was gonna be on a plant based diet I would have said no there's no way there is no way I'm the guy
1: crystals and diet cokes all I ever need I used to
0: eat I used to eat crystals four or five times a week some weeks yeah and um, you know I just decided to try something. This sure. is where this came from. You know, we had John spider Sillery on our podcast. That's podcast 12 and thir- 13 and 14, I think it was, if you want to go back and listen to it. And he just made it sound like this is worth trying. And so I said, I'm going to do it for 30 days. And I did it for 30 days. And I've been doing it for three years now.
1: Did you know that there's somebody else who listened to that episode and they're still not eating meat today? Yes. There's several. George, George Williams. I didn't one of, realize George him and his, one. his wife. Yeah, we I've went to dinner much. with them. They were on their way back to Pennsylvania, and uh, yeah, he said that he he just doesn't eat meat anymore. And I asked him
0: why. He said because of the Spider podcast. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Ryan Shrum, yeah, Ryan Shrum's done it too. Wow. I mean, it, it, there's just there's a bunch of folks that uh, that they have made this change, and uh, and it's pretty cool. I yeah. mean, from a uh, from Spider's standpoint, it's, it's a pretty neat little thing he did there. Yeah. Come on, and and uh, anyway. you need to you need to tell him I'll some have. of the some of the people that I've told him he's had yeah. a, he's had an impact, and of course that's his whole goal is he just wants to try to help people get.
1: Well, I've it. cut back on it. I don't think I could I could go no meat. I just I do love, but I've went more to you know lean chicken and. Salmon, I love salmon, you know, and I'm saving the, the ribs and brisket for special occasions
0: now. Um, and Spider would say, that's good. Yeah. That's better. Sure. Just better is good. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and that's what I like about him. And, and Eden. You know, Eden talks about our relationship with food. Mm-hmm. If you want, again, the, the the podcast episodes with Spider are numbers 13 and 14. And then we had Eden on here twice. Um, we had her on episode 34 in episode 122. So if you want to go back and you want to listen to some stuff about diets and some good practical advice, you can go back and listen to those two things, and and maybe that'll help. Also, I've seen some emails recently from Eden where she's looking for some folks to kind of coach one-on-one. Now, there's an additional cost Mm -hmm. to get into something like that, but if you're really serious about it and you really want some help, um, I like the way she talks about Food and she's and practical. She's very practical. There's
1: no smoke and mirrors. It's, right it's
0: there's really no excuse not to be healthier in our food choices mm-hmm. these days. I know that a lot of people look in and they say it's it's too expensive and it's too hard. I don't have time. Have you looked at
1: the price of meat
0: these days? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's true, right? right? Yeah. Yeah. That's uh yeah. Was,
1: yeah. Our 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 grocery budget has gone down. Yeah. As a result of us making some of these changes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um I mean, a brisket nowadays is sixty bucks. Yeah. I mean, so um, yeah, it's. It, it's I think that's just one of those things that people say <laughs> as an excuse not to do it. Yeah. I may get some blowback from that statement, but I think that's true. You, you can eat healthy just as cheaper, cheaper than you can not healthy. Yeah, you can.
0: That's right. That's right.
1: Now you may have to do a little cooking. You may have to do a little prepping. Um, but it can
0: be done. It can be for sure. All right. Well, we're uh, we're still high on this completion of last year's uh, Couch to Marathon plan, right? Where uh, we had all these great stories mm-hmm. that culminated in Gulf Shores, Alabama. Um, but you know what else is happening right now? Where we're starting to get to that point where the people in the five K challenge, it's starting to get harder, mm-hmm. and They've been doing it, you know. It was really exciting at first, and then it start that excitement starts to fade, and it begins to get hard. And if that's you, what do we say to those people?
1: Go, go! Number one, you should expect it. Yeah, Th- this isn't easy. We know that. We've never said it's going to be easy, but it's worth it. But go on, Run Club Social. Go on the Facebook group and air that out. Mm-hmm. Um, because just like we talked about, there is thousands of people now who will rally around you and and really help you. Now, at the end of the day, it's up to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're not going to sugarcoat anything. It falls on you to make it happen. But it makes it so much easier when you put people around you. Because I'm sure for some of those people, there's people around them locally yeah. who are just waiting on them to fail. Yeah, We're not that group. We're, right. we're the group that's going to be really rallying around you. So listen to more of that and less of what's around you at home. Just, just prove them wrong by your actions. Great, and uh, and and go look at the. I mean, I was looking at the Big Beach Marathon photos yesterday. Man, yeah. that'd give you a shot in the arm just looking at the photos of all the. You can really see the diversity of our group by looking at those race photos i didn't even tell you this i think or did i tell you this sage ralston who's one of our board of directors members he uh texted me it was a few days after the big peach marathon he said hey did we have a a race a run for god race that i didn't know about i said no he said well my niece and nephew i think it was his niece and nephew said that they ran a, a run for god race down in Gulf Shores, Alabama, this weekend a marathon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no that that wasn't our race, but boy, did we make a statement there. Yeah, I mean, so much so that Sage's relatives thought that this was a run for God race, which is there's no higher honor. I mean, than yeah. that, that really it's a testament to everybody who was there. I mean, just christ was i mean when you look at the pictures it's like every other person coming through it seemed like in the pictures was a run for god shirt yeah and uh, so that was that was pretty cool to hear
0: we changed the whole spirit of the race it did yeah that's pretty awesome At Run For God, we care about more than just your exercise. We care about your relationship with God, and we believe that the music you listen to while you run can help you build your relationship with God. That's why we partner with J Radio. J Radio offers a variety of positive and Christian playlists to listen to while you run. You can find a playlist that I put together on the Run For God station on J Radio. All right, we're back, and uh, don't forget about Thursday nights. We do live stuff on Thursday nights, and it's a good opportunity for you to ask some questions and learn some things, and <clears throat> some of that can be... Um it, it can be running educational. But mm-hmm. We also do some spiritual stuff, and it's uh, kind of a hodgepodge of things. And I think we have some fun on Thursday nights. So make sure if you're not joining us on Thursday nights, you do. And, of course, you can go back and catch all of those Thursday Night Lives after the fact mm-hmm. on Run Club Social sure. just with the app. And so uh, check those out. Um, <clears throat> and don't forget, we still, need, we still need more stories. So if you haven't submitted your stories. And there's
1: plenty of stories got told.
0: At Big Beach. That's right. That's Uh, right. And there's plenty
1: of stories being told right now of the 5K challenge. That's right. Um, You don't have to wait to the end. You're going to have, you could probably have five stories during the period of going from the couch to the marathon or more. I mean, if you're me, you probably have one a week. I mean, we, because there's always stories, there's always things God's showing you. Yeah. Through these processes So don't wait to the end yeah. If you're in the middle Of the 5k challenge right now And you're struggling And God's showing you something Pin it yeah. Write it down And send it to us We will be happy To air it out right here On this podcast
0: Amen So We've already mentioned And established That I've been sick For the past week or so And um, how, how do you think We should go about Our running Our walking When we're sick
1: Be sensible yeah. If it's calling for four by one mile and 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 you're just feeling like garbage, don't do four by one mile. Yeah. Do four miles easy. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. You don't. You're not messing anything up. You're not ruining it. You do. You you shouldn't just throw in the towel. It's it's life. Yeah. And life is gonna happen. And so back it. There's no sense in. Torturing yourself when you're already being tortured anyway by whatever you're sick
0: with. Yeah, um, that's
1: that's my answer.
0: Well, and I thought it'd be good to bring this up now because I'm in the middle of it. Sure. Right. And so, what have I done for the last week? Well, I've had I've had two runs that were kind of normal runs mm-hmm. at a reasonable, normal pace that I normally run, and all my other runs have either been. Shorter and or much slower. I've I've turned my watch off several times because it's like I don't even want to measure up because I know how I am. You know, I want to I want to go. Oh, that's not fast enough. I need to, I need to go a little faster, and I don't want that. So mm-hmm. um, I'm just taking it really really easy, but I'm still getting out there and running because yeah. I'm not deathly sick, but I just don't I don't feel like it.
1: Well, and I don't I don't know the science here. I'm not a doctor. I've never claimed to be a doctor, but it makes sense to me. Your body's already working overtime trying to fix whatever is going on with your sickness. So to me, to go out there and run four by one miles at interval pace and and damaging your body in a way that is good for running, to me, that is in some way taking resources away Mm -hmm. from your body healing you from the sickness now somebody might email me and say that is completely wrong mitchell that but to me that in my simple mind that makes sense that give your body time to heal yeah and you'll be better in the long run yeah
0: yeah yeah and you know if you can go for a short run do if you don't don't um you know when i had covid i didn't miss a run but um there were a couple of days that were but you didn't go out and do four by one mile either that's exactly right yeah. no no tempo runs no didn't do anything can you tell oh.
1: i did four by one mile last week and i'm still like not over it
0: <laughs> uh and i'll tell you what i what my experience was with covid was i saw that um, we had some athletes that had covid and a couple of them struggled with it pretty pretty mm-hmm. seriously i felt like the ones that just kind of went had the better attitude and just moved through it and didn't make a big deal out of it seemed to have better outcomes than the ones that That did seem to make a big deal out of it. So, I don't know. Just a thought. But the bottom line is if you're sick, you just have to use your best judgment, just like Mm -hmm. you said. You know, if you got, don't use the fact I got sniffles to not run. Right. Right. But by the same token, don't go out there and feel like, oh my gosh, I've got to check that workout off and Mm -hmm. I have the flu. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, Yeah.
0: That's just, again, practical. Right. Yep. All right. Well, we have a story this week from a guy that everybody in Run Club knows. Um, and he struggled kind of figuring out the end of a marathon. He's run a few of them, and he's, he's had a struggle in each one. And so he kind of shares his struggle um, in this week's story. This comes from Russell Oravik, um and he, it's titled, The Way God Helped Me to Get Through This Year and to the End. So uh, here we go. Today started out well as I began the Big Beach Marathon this morning. I found the five-hour pacer and settled in with her until about mile marker 15. That's when I, decided to experience, I started to experience some issues, much like I did at the Disney and Panama City beach marathons. My neck hurt to the point that I was about to call it quits. So I tried to apply some pressure to my neck and held it for a couple of minutes, alternating hands, and it started to feel better. It was not enough better to where I could start running, so I kept walking, picking up my pace each time I put additional pressure on my neck. From mile marker 17 to 22, I talked to God and asked him to be with me and give me the boost I needed to begin running again. So, just after passing mile 22, I came up on some run for God people on the course. I can't remember their names, but God put them there for a reason. They were an answer to that prayer. They gave me a banana, and shortly after I ate it, I felt good enough to run again. I ran until I got to mile 24 and a half and had to go back to the walk for a bit. As soon as I started running again, I hit the climb to the bridge and ran all the way up to the top, across the bridge, and down the other side until I reached mile 25. I walked just a short distance to get my breath back from running the bridge and then finished out strong. I want to thank my Lord and Savior for helping me get through the race. God knew right where to put someone to help me at the right time. I also want to thank the ladies from Run for God for being there. I don't think I would have been able to do what I did without them there. Thank you all, and God bless. That was my third marathon, and yes, I will talk to my doctor about my neck to find out why it only hurts like that when I'm doing a marathon. So until next time, God bless and keep shining your light. You all are awesome. I'm so glad I found this group three years ago at the church I was going to at the time.
1: You know, Dan, I've said it a, more than one time after that weekend that that race, that weekend was Hebrews twelve one lived out. Yeah. Um, lay aside all the sin and, and, and snares which encumber us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. But it's talking about being in a cloud of witnesses. And people cheering us on, it's kind of a picture of heaven to me yeah. when we enter the gates of heaven, what, what we're going to see is kind of like entering a finish line shoot, which is why we always, I mean, if you looked at that race run for God, people were the only people there pretty much at the end. Yeah, And we were cheering and yelling and screaming. I mean, even when the, when the last lady came in, um, it was, it was, it was run for God, people there yelling and screaming and, uh, I mean, Russell's right. These, uh, it, it was it was just a cool weekend yeah. in that aspect.
0: Yep, I remember being worried about Russell because you know he ran the seven k the day before and he ran fast and he ran really well. Yeah, and so when he wasn't there, uh, you know, by five hours, I was like, that doesn't make any sense. And so mm-hmm. I was really a little worried about him um, and knew he probably had something going on out there and didn't know this is what he was going through, but. Um, I hope he does. I hope his doctor is able to help him with it. But it sounds like he could be having some kind of a cramping issue maybe. Whereas, you know, a lot of people, when they get tired and when they start to hurt a little bit, they they get real stiff. And it may be that what Russell is doing is his shoulders are getting stiff. And as he does that, he's tightening up the muscles in his neck. And that could be what's going on here. I don't know. But um, I remember one time having a muscle spasm in my neck it is probably the single most hmm. sharpest pain i've ever had in my whole life and i just remember i looked down and i tried to look back up and i couldn't lift my head up yeah and every time i did this sharp sharp pain would would go through my neck and i remember i was i was about i was at running practice i was at i was in college i was at practice and i, was, I went to the coach i said coach i i, I can't run i said my neck and so I went to the trainers. The trainers did a little bit of electrical stimulation on it. Made it feel a little bit better, but it still hurt really bad. I went to my doctor, and it's the only time that I almost hit a doctor. Mm. <laughs> the doctor grabbed my head and moved it, and I screamed aloud. I mean, anybody yeah. that was outside in, in the waiting room probably said, I don't know if I want to go back there. Um, but it was it was super painful. And yeah. it was just – all it was was a muscle spasm.
1: Yeah, things with your neck are no – you know, yeah. I have – think two or three different occasions over the past several years in the early morning laying in the bed you know how you kind of just stretch in the bed yeah and i've heard a loud pop oh and it's i mean it's so loud it scares you it almost wakes you completely up and for two or three days i don't know if you remember it but yeah it's like you were i mean yeah i think neck injury neck issues and back issues yeah. I've never had any of them consistently, but I've I've tweaked my back before and I've tweaked my neck. And man, I yeah. Those oh, are right. those are things you you number one, you wanna take care of. Don't yeah. be as I get older, I don't lift things like I used to, even though I'm pretty sure I can. I'm pretty sure I shouldn't. <laughs> um and a lot of time th- a lot of times lifting heavy things can get your neck too. So it's true. yeah, I just wanna wanna take care of those two things.
0: How about this? Philippians four thirteen. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I like that. Russell's first thoughts here when he started to struggle was to pray to help mm-hmm. God get him through it. I mean that should be our default, right? And uh, I think that this verse we've talked about how this verse has a a more specific meaning um, that that Paul is talking about. You know something. Again, more more specific, but I also think that this uh, verse helps us in a in a more general way too, and that's what Russell is kind of saying here, is that his thought was, you know, God can help me through anything, and this is one of those things. And as you know, I know some people. Sometimes we think that, well, all these little things. Why would God help me through a marathon? Mm -hmm. You know, it wasn't His idea for me to, to do this or whatever. But God, he wants to, wants to be in all that we do. Sure, and um, I, I think this this is a good a good verse for that. It's kind of a motivating verse, and it it motivates me from time to time because I it's, I think that a lot. Um, and you know, the Bible talks about how even just a little bit of faith can help us do big things. Mm-hmm. And this is the verse. It, this isn't the verse that says that but it's the verse that backs that up, sure. right? So um, we have to believe that, that that God can help us. And we, But we often, the, the, the thing about this verse is, and we've talked about this recently, I think, that we can't hope that God is going to help us, right? Really? When we pray, we have to pray knowing that God is going to help us. And I think this verse is one of those that kind of, it's very direct in saying that God can, will, is going to help me through things.
1: Yeah, I, I, you know, I've I've been going, I've talked about it on here the past few weeks. I'm kind of doing a verse by verse thing that we'll talk about it some other time through the Book of James. And James is the verse you're talking about. It's it's um, um, James one six through eight, and and you. you What you said is true, but it goes a step further than what you said, and we don't like to hear this part. But James 1, 6 through 8, it says, But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. That's where we usually like to stop. Yeah. Well, I'm just, I'm a little wishy-washy, but you got to go into verse 7. That person, that person who doesn't pray expecting God will answer their prayers that person, that person should not expect to receive anything mm. from the Lord. Such a person is double minded and unstable in all they do. That should ring all of our bells.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, it's, it's, we like to stop with, well, I'm just, I'm just not giving my whole heart into my prayer. I'm not praying, believing. I have this other option. You say in, in your notes, you say we often like to hedge.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, if we're praying and we're hedging, we're double-minded and we're unstable in all we do. Yeah, um, that should ring our bell. Yep. Because you're right. We can do all things in Christ who strengthen us when we believe and we have faith in what we're praying for. But too many times we come to God and we're like, no, his answer is going to be one of our options. Yeah. His, his, his words are clear. Don't, don't expect to receive anything. You're yeah. either all in or you're all out. Wow.
0: That's pretty powerful. Psalm thirty seven twenty three, The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. He goes on to say, he shows me that he has me every step and run that I take, no matter the challenge. I liked. I, I found this commentary. Um, it said, "Well, what what does the word what does the word good mean when you talk about good man?" And it says there is nothing there is nothing for good in the text geber is the original word and it properly signifies a strong man, a conqueror or hero. And it appears to be used here to show that even the most powerful must be supported by the Lord. Otherwise, their strength and courage will be of little avail. Uh, I really like that because it doesn't matter how strong or tough we are. A lot of times and you and I are like this, right? Mm -hmm. We feel like we can muscle through stuff and that's all we've got to do. Uh, But the truth is, we need God for everything that we do, and everything we do can be better um, if we'll lean on Him for it.
1: So, I, I got hung up here, um, like I do sometimes when I'm going through these podcasts in the morning, and let me get my other Bible out here. But I start, I just start, you know how we both like to read what's before and what's after right. this. And what I started to realize, and, and I've, I've known this, but this, to me, this chapter really illustrates this. And it, and it kind of goes back up to what we were talking about in one, James 1, 6 through 8. Either you're in or you're out. Mm-hmm. God doesn't play with words. God doesn't have degrees of followers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're either a follower or you're not. And I got to reading through Psalms 37. Psalm, listen at me. I'm putting the S on things. Um, my mom will be proud Psalm 37 I got to reading through Psalm 37 and it, and it, what really jumped out to me this morning is you're either good or you're evil mm. God's word is very clear here you, you know we there we like to think of good and great we like to think of uh, the gray area we're not as bad as that person but And and this is going to kind of go into some of your notes on down below with what's happening in our culture today. But I just want to kind of walk through Psalm 37. I'm not going to read it, but I'm just going to skim it. Mm -hmm. Because Psalm 37 to me is highlighting you're either good or you're evil. There is no middle ground. So do not fret because of evildoers. Don't be envious of evildoers working in iniquity. I mean, how many times... Our culture today is, oh, I I want what they have. They're rich. They're whatever. Uh, For they they shall soon be cut down like grass and wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. There's that word again, good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will bring it to pass. Rest in the Lord. Be patient for him. Do not fret. Prosper in his ways, cease from anger, forsake wrath, do not fret, it only causes harms. Evildoers shall be cut off, but those who wait on the Lord shall inherit the earth. Um, for yet a little while, and the wicked shall be no more. Indeed, you will look carefully for his place, but it shall be no more. So you'll try to, I mean, think back in history. This This really stuck out to me this morning. Think about the, the the names that you know of in history. They were good people. Very rarely do we remember the evil people. Some of them.
0: A really bad ones, Stalin, yeah.
1: you know, Hitler, all those. But for the most part, those people just pass away and we forget about them. Um, the wicked plot against the just. I mean, to your point on mm. down that mm. we're about to talk about. They gnash their teeth, but the Lord laughs at them. Hmm. Um, they slay those who are of upright conduct. Boy, that's that's prevalent in our culture today. Hmm. Uh, a little that the righteous man has is better than the riches of the wicked. Hmm. We need to hear that. Our kids yeah. need to hear that. Yeah. We want to be rich. We want to be like all those people we see on TV. Um the Lord knows the days of the upright and they will in, and, and their inheritance shall be forever. The wicked borrows and does not repay, but the righteous shows mercy and and gives. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delights in his way. Depart from evil and do good, good evil, for the Lord loves justice. That's that should encourage us and scare us at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um he does not forsake his saints. They are preserved the forever, but the wicked will be cut off. The righteous shall inherit the land. The wicked watches the righteous and seeks to slay him. The devil runs around like a roaring lion. That's truth. Mm-hmm. Um, the Lord will not leave him in his hand nor condemn him when he is judged. Wait on the Lord and keep his ways. He shall exalt you to inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off... You shall see it. That, that's interesting. Mm. When the wicked are cut off, we're gonna see it. Wow. Um, that's powerful. I have seen the I have seen the wicked in great power and spreading himself like a native green tree. Kind of hits on today's pop culture. Mm. you know they they seem to be in great power. Um, yet he will pass away and behold he will be no more. Indeed, I sought him, but I could not find him. can't find those people. Mark the blameless man and observe the upright, for the future of that man is peace. What is everybody looking for nowadays? Right, right. Everybody's looking for peace, but your transgressors, transgressors shall be destroyed. The future of the wicked shall be cut off, but the salvation of the righteous is from the Lord. He is their strength in time of trouble, Um, He shall deliver them from the wicked and save them because they trust him. I I don't know, Dean. I just in in trying to go one verse back and one verse forward, I wound up going through the whole chapter. And it just it's really it really stuck out to me that we try to put degrees on goodness and we try to put degrees on wickedness. This really convicted me. You know, I've mentioned on here, it's it's hard to find a TV show to watch nowadays. And so you find one that's not as bad as that one you watched yesterday, and you think, oh, well, this is okay. It's not. Mm. If it's got things that God would not approve of, that's us trying to put to de- degrees on that evil. Yeah. It's either good or it's evil. Period. Mm. And... We're either in we're or we're out. And God doesn't play games here. But we, I like to try to play these games. But Psalms 37 is a very stark warning. Don't be playing these games. Yeah. You're either good or you're evil. You can be a Christ follower and doing evil things. And there there's going to be... You're gonna to have to account for that. I don't I, I don't want to explain some of the things that I have already done. Why would I keep doing those things and have more to explain for? Them? Yeah. But we do it and it's because we allow the evil to slip into our homes, our families, our minds, our thoughts, and we justify it because we say, Well, we're not as bad as what they did on the Grammys. That you're going to talk about. But guess what? In God's eyes, we yes. are. Yeah. And that, man, that's like a gut punch to me.
0: Yeah. 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 And if you watch the Grammys um, or I've heard a lot of people have heard about it and didn't watch it. But uh, that's how I found out about it. But the, the performance on there was I mean, it was literally satanic. I mean yeah. it was and celebrated and celebrated and and I mean standing ovations and just it's it's incredible And when
1: you say literally satanic the people had horns and red yes. and tails and I mean it was yes.
0: satan dancing which, which is somebody pointed out not an actual picture of satan <laughs> because that's not the way satan operates mm-hmm. but that's too their, obvious but their intention Sure was to celebrate that. Sure. And the, our our culture is getting so bold. And here's the question that I have for everybody as you as you think about this and you think about and you're like, you may be like, well I'm not supporting that, right? I I didn't watch that. I didn't cheer for that. I don't buy that person's music, Whatever. You know, we, we make those excuses, right? But here's what I want to ask. How did we get there? Mm -hmm. You would never have seen that 20 years ago, but you do today. How did we get there? Well, how we got there was by letting little things Mm -hmm. creep in and then normalize
1: That's right. In air quotes. That's right.
0: And we normalize that that little transgression, and then it gets to be a little bit bigger next time, and it's a little bit bigger next time, and now we're full-blown satanic performances on primetime tv because we've normalized that kind of stuff now it it turned out to be a huge deal and there's been all sorts of blowback on it but we never should have got there and it's going to get worse if we don't stand up and so my question is you and i are the same we've talked about it a a bunch of times where we start watching a tv program and we see something we don't like and what do we do turn it off Mm -hmm. you don't watch it till the end you you know and see how it that episode turns but, out.
1: But Dean, I don't. I mean, if you're like me, you know, we're we're trying to find a show right now. It's yeah. like we can't find it. But we started watching one uh, not before last, and it had some stuff in there that I say, well, it's not that bad, mm-hmm. because it's it's not what was on the other show, which caused us to turn it off. Yeah, we're putting degrees. Yeah, it's it's either it's either good or it's evil. And if we can get our and and I I'll, I'll be honest, I'm struggling with it. And and it's it's I'm struggling with it cuz God is really working on me. Thank God Russell put Psalms 37 in his because it really rocked my world this morning. If you start going through it, there he, God never says, well, you know, if it's not that bad. God is very black and white we are so gray we like (laughs) we we like varying degrees of well it's it's not really black it's kind of a dark gray and i'm over here in the light gray if if it's it's kind of like that irs audit (laughs) you know you talk to your accountant and he's like well it's kind of in the gray area when that auditor comes guess what if you're in the gray it's black yep Period. That's right. You're not arguing with him. That's, right. That's how God is. Yeah. It's it's either white yep. or it's black. It's either good or it's evil. And there's nothing in between and
0: that is so hard to wrap my head around, but it's truth. And if the, uh, you know, at of course the percentage is going down, but the but the percentage of people who call themselves Christian in our country was was like over 70% 20 years ago. Less than 50.
1: Yeah.
0: It, If that 70% of people stood up and and said, I'm not doing that, I'm not supporting that, then guess what? Sure. We wouldn't be where we are today. And so I think it's important as Christians that um, we don't need to be ugly about the way we Mm -hmm. do things, uh, but we should not be supporting things that are, like you said, in the gray area. We Mm -hmm. should be supporting things that are And the crazy
1: thing is is the Grammys the other night, that wasn't the gray area. (laughs) But if we don't stop what we're doing in 20 years that's going to seem like the gray area. Yeah. How scary is that? Right. What what could possibly be worse than what took place on that stage the other night? There's yeah. plenty. Yep. There's plenty. But we we can't wrap our we can't put our mind out there and that's what culture is doing. Yeah. They're doing a little they do this explosive thing on stage the other night knowing they're going to get some blowback but they can cut back 20% and everybody's going to be like, "Oh, okay. Well, that's That's better. Yep. That's right. Well, that's an 80% step forward from where they were. Yep. And
0: we'll both get off our soapbox. Yeah, we better do that. (laughs) First Corinthians 1031. Therefore, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. (laughs) Black and white. Black and white. Yep. Yep. Here's the question that you have to ask yourself. Does God endorse what I am doing, what I am watching, what I am saying? And listen, we're all going to make mistakes, sure. right? Heaven knows I, I have said some things that as soon as they get out of my mouth, I'm like, oh, that is not what I wanted to say, right? We all do it. Yeah. But what are you planning to You know, what are you doing intentionally? Are you? What are are, you
1: justifying?
0: Yes. What are you watching that you know in your heart you shouldn't watch? But it's not
1: as bad as that other thing. Yeah.
0: If that's the case, mm, mm, think about God sitting on the couch next to you watching it. Think about God's got to set headphones on listening to the music you're listening to. And then now, how does that make you feel? Mm -hmm. Because he is. He, he literally is so. Uh, yeah, we, we've got to we've got to take a stand. And and this verse talks about everything that we do should be done. Now, not everything needs to be preaching. Not everything needs to be you know something that the Bible tells us we should do. Uh, but it it can't be the opposite either. We have to live. You know, the Bible doesn't really talk about how we use our fork when we eat, whether we have good manners or not, sure. or anything like that. That's not what we're talking about. Um there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that's not addressed and it's normal everyday living stuff. And that we're not talking about that stuff. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of areas where we know. We, sure. we know we're in in the, in the wrong spot and we aren't doing things um to glorify God talked about um, on a Thursday night here recently about how um, w- w- we shared a story in Isaiah where where somebody takes some wood, they chop a tree down, mm-hmm. and they use part of that wood to eat. You know, they, they warm their food up. They heat their food up, cook their food with it. They warm their body with it. Those are good things, mm-hmm. right? But then they also use part of it to carve an idol. Mm-hmm. And that's what we do a lot of times, is we take the stuff that um, that can be used for good, but we just, this little thing over here. We justify despite, it. We justify
1: it. Two-thirds of that wood was used for good. One-third right. was
0: used. That was only one-third of
1: it. To build an idol. Yeah, most of it was. And that sounds good. so ridiculous, but we do it every day.
0: We do. We do. In a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. And, and we could go through a lot of those ways. We're not going to do that, but it's, if you really think, you, you can figure those things out. So, a lot of times we, um, we also, when you talk about whether you eat, drink, or whatever you do, um, I think what what I what what I read in this is we have to be purposeful about what we think and what we do, and so it's like the idea of looking for looking for the opportunity to share Christ with people. You know, a lot of people are like, I, I think, a lot, and and I have been in the past. I've been like, well, I don't really have the opportunity. We didn't come up in conversation. Could it have? Mm-hmm. Could I have helped it come up in conversation? Could God have helped me to bring up the right way for it to come up in conversation? We got to be purposeful about those things, um, and sometimes we <clears throat> sometimes we misinterpret things.
1: Yeah, I think it, it, we we need to get off this. But one other thing I think is is important is is how we you, you and I just talked about this for the podcast. We didn't go into the, the the James 120, but the the next thing we have to think about when when being confronted with those things that we're going to say we don't agree with is is how we react to them. Yeah. Um, cuz so many times I'll see something and I feel like there's and, and and I'm using my wife's word because my wife and I had a com- conversation about this the other night. I feel like there's been an injustice mm-hmm. and I need to fix it. Yeah. And um, James 120 talks about anger and how we're not, man's anger is not good. And so I spent about half my day yesterday in James 120 because God was just really raking me over the coals under the coals through the coals through the fire but we we are supposed to take steps there's there's self-righteous anger and there's righteous indignation and what one is from god god does not say don't get angry that's not what james one twenty says it said man's anger
2: mm.
1: is not good But 90 percent, at least in my life, 90, 95 percent is self-righteous anger, even over the things of I can't believe that show showed that and I get angry and I want to go do something about it. So how do you tell the difference? One is from God and one is from us. And you start to get in those blurry areas because, God, I'm I'm. I'm standing up for something that flies in the face of you. yeah. What How many times did Jesus just stay quiet yeah. when he was on his way to his death? Yeah Us getting upset and trying to take matters in our own hands, even when it's the things of God, especially when it's the things of God. It's not always the right going on social media and saying I boycott everything and and uh, sometimes that may be right. Many times it's not mm-hmm. because you got to ask yourself where's that coming from. Is it because I am offended, or is are we upset because that offends God? Yeah, and it's easy to lie to yourself right there. Right, it's very easy to lie mm-hmm. to yourself, and that only. Only you and God can work that out because God wants us in some cases to be angry about things, but how we respond to those often illuminates where that anger is coming from. Is it self or is it God? And I don't know. That's where I've I've really parked yesterday and, and was really struggling with that because there's things that we want to do so many times. But the, the key word there is it's we. we. Mm-hmm. I. I don't think. I feel like I. Self. Yeah. All self. Yeah. And that's so Because I, I'm one of those. I think you're, you're one of those. Yeah, We yeah. see something that oh, is yeah. wrong, and we're going to make it right. We're going to get on the phone right then. I struggled with this just
0: this week. I did, too
1: and yeah we
0: both did we both similar things
1: and the banner we were flying was the right banner right but we had it on the wrong pole we had it on Mitchell's pole and Dean's pole yeah it had nothing to do with God Mm. and I don't know convicting thought we needed to talk about it
0: good word good word here's a question what is the best way to stay motivated um you know there, we have all the obvious things we talk about all the time you know posting it on your mirror like, what are your goals that keeps you motivated sure understanding why I'm doing what I'm doing I want to lose weight I want to be healthier that's that's a good thing remembering the good things you know the, the fact that I do feel better than I did a month ago before I started doing this um and don't dwell on the bad things. I think that hurts people more than anything else is they just start dwelling on the bad feeling that they have or the negative feeling that they have. And um, that's just what I think. You mm-hmm. know, <clears throat> there are some common sense things, you know, understanding that running or walking, if you're a walker, um, is good for me. then just do it. It's that simple. It's not. It, there's, there's no rocket science to being motivated at all. Mm-hmm. It's just understanding what you're doing is good and and do it. And I believe that motivation a lot of times comes from progress. And Dave Ramsey, mm-hmm. you know, ha- how he talks about <clears throat> going through debts. He takes he says, you take all your debts. Baby steps. Yes, through one of the baby steps. I can't remember which number it is. Two. But is it number two? You take all your debts, and you list them from smallest to largest. And then you take care of the payoff, the smallest one first. Well, if the smallest one is you're paying up 15% interest, and the largest one, you're paying a three percent interest. Does it make sense? Well, financially, maybe not, but mentally, understanding the victory that you get when you pay that first one off is a good mental boost, and it helps. And it's the same thing it's with the small run. wins. Yeah, it's the small wins, the small wins, and that's what happens when when for us to be motivated, we have a small win. We have that ten mile run that we got through last time that was referenced in our Facebook post that said. I did it before. I can do it again.
1: Well, it's it's why I say put it on. Your, I did it just this morning. You know, I, I love. I, I'm still old school. I have the paper hanging on my mirror of my marathon training plan right now. And this morning I woke up and I checked off yesterday's. That physical act of yeah. taking a Sharpie and crossing it out is one of those small wins. And for me. That is huge motivation. And I think for most people, I mean, it's why you hear it in the the debt world. You hear it in the physical fitness world. Checking those physically checking things off is just so because you did something and you're acknowledging and you're celebrating in a small ever so small way. I did that, and that is humongous motivation.
0: Yeah, that's the right way to. That's the right way to celebrate. And things, then there's and times
1: it. when I don't hit that workout like I should, and I'll make a note: got three reps in instead of four. Yeah, but guess what? I still do. Still mark it off. I cross it off. Yeah. I don't. I don't fret the three out of four. I celebrate. I got three quarters of it done. I'm going to cross it off.
0: And the next time you got to do it, you're going to motivate yourself by going. I'm going to get it all network. done last time, but yeah. I'm going to this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another question: Is it coincidence or does God put people in our paths to help us along the way? We talked about this one a million times. There's no question that God is is coordinating and orchestrating all the things that go on around us. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think about you and I and and our relationship and. It all started, when you when you really, really think back, the root, the thing that started it all was a mutual friend of ours getting injured and not being able to run a half marathon. Who was that? Lori. Oh. Lori Roberts. Lori Roberts. Yep. She got hurt. She couldn't run the, the half marathon that she had signed up for and had trained for. And so, like, the day before the race, she's like, hey, I, I'm not going to be able to run this race. Do you, you, you want to use my entry? And um, I was like, Sure. <laughs> All right. And he's uh, always up for a free race. Yeah. Well, and I had the I had the Boston Marathon the next week, I think that year. But anyway, I um, I thought, but you know, that's a good. I need to. That's about the right length training run I need. Sure. So I thought, well, yeah, I'll go run it. So I go, and you know, in order for me to change that uh, that name, if I had just signed up for it, I don't know that any of this would have happened. But because I didn't, mm-hmm. I had to talk to you to get my entry changed and sure. so you and i talk and and then afterwards we we start to talk a little bit and you know it's just the, the little things that god will use to to get the ball rolling and um i just see god at a, a lot of different corners in uh in what we do today right
1: yeah uh, yeah there i'm a firm believer that there are no coincidences mm-hmm. um you know we've we've had some pretty long discussions about this on as a family at night with you know talking about creation and the people who believe it it just happened by chance it was all a coincidence and that is so that is so crazy and foreign to me to think about but there are those out there that that feel that way but yeah I mean it's Our lives and everything in it is like one big puzzle with millions and millions and millions and billions of pieces, billions of pieces. That can't happen by chance. Yeah, Crazy, crazy little trivia. I know we're we're probably going long today. Million to billion. I saw a video yesterday and I talked to my kids about this. You know, a lot of people think a billion's just a little more than a million, right? Hmm. You know, it just kind of makes sense. Yeah. I saw a video where a guy said, "If you take a million seconds, how many days is it? It's eleven days. If you take a billion seconds, how many days is it? It's Thirty-three years. I was gonna say it's years. That's insane yeah. to think yeah. about. It has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but yeah, I don't know. We talked said million, billion. Um, yeah. get a billion. Yeah,
0: good little piece of <laughs> trivia for your family. Tonight. Yeah, it is. <clears throat> last question how can I motivate others to start walking and running um, of course that's the million dollar question and dare we, yeah does dare work you're pretty good it's, at that It's yeah. that's
1: how that first class got started I dared everybody in my church basically <laughs> I dare you uh, no I mean a lot of times it's, it's example
0: yeah provide a good example mm-hmm.
1: don't uh, be arrogant don't be cocky but share share what you're doing and and what god is showing you through the process and that will that'll motivate people
0: and we've talked about that the quote preach the gospel at all times and if necessary use words that people Mm -hmm. follow your example but here's the truth everybody in my neighborhood knows that i'm a runner everybody where i used to work knew that i was a runner they they would see me running right but I don't know that anybody took up running because they saw me running. Mm-hmm. But when I started a class at that place where I worked, we had 35 or 40 people that signed up for this running class because they knew I was a runner. But I had to ask first. Mm-hmm. And so you can't just expect that you live well and then everybody just notices and everybody emulates what you do. There there has to be words. There has sure. to be words. And you mentioned daring. For some people, that's that's a good motivation. And for some people, it's just, man, I'll tell you what. Gosh, ever since I started running, I feel so good. I sleep better, you know. And those things can make can persuade people. I
1: mean, think about think about. I can I can count a few in your class that are still avid runners today. Mm-hmm. And it's true. But it that never would have that changed or never took place if you'd just sat back and not said anything that's why teaching that's why coaching a class a coaching a run for God class even if it's two people we get so hung up on numbers yeah we we hear it from instructors and coaches all the time well only we had one here a while back said I, I need to take my class off the website we only had two show up that's awesome God sent you two. Yeah, celebrate that. This is this is not a, a competition of numbers. Um, unfortunately, that's where society has this. That's the test of success or failure on how many people you can get. Yep. Well, the very first run for God class started with fourteen, mm. and look what happened. Yeah. Who knows what's going to come out of those two? That's right. Celebrate those two and pour into their lives and motivate them. And you could see big things from it. Absolutely. Do you struggle with motivation to exercise? Are you looking for something that will challenge you and inspire and motivate you? The Run For God Run Club is just what you need to get off the couch and on your way to a fitter, healthier you. Stop trying to get into better shape and do it. With the help and inspiration of thousands of others, who are going through the same challenges you face. Whether you're participating in the Couch to Marathon Challenge or any of our other challenges, or you're just looking for a daily pick-me-up to get active, join the Run for God Run Club today. You can join for as little as 27 cents a day. So what are you waiting for? Get started today at runforgod.com.
0: All right, we're back. And, <clears throat> you're not a shoe snob, are you? Nope. You know, Give bought, me the cheapest ones. Yeah, yeah. Well, I bought some, uh, some Super Spikes, you know, the Super Shoes. I've, I, I've been looking for, I, I, I hate to be this direct, but I've been looking for some Super Spikes that are something other than Nike.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's been hard to figure out. Anyway, so I was at this USA Championships, and one of the guys that ran with us had a pair of Adidas, Super spikes. And he's like, yeah, these are cool. And I, I looked at them. I thought, man, those look like they feel really good. And they were on sale. So I went and found them on sale. And I bought them. And I got them. And I'm going to tell you what. Those shoes, they're probably the most comfortable pair of shoes I've ever put on my feet. Slippers, any shoes at all. And they're spikes. And they're spikes. Wow. Crazy, right? And um Anyway, I love them, and I, I just um, I couldn't help myself but to buy them now. Um, of course, I haven't run in them yet, so this all may be premature. <laughs> I could run in them, and they could be awful when I run in them, but, uh, but I don't know. But it makes me think about how spoiled we are these days. Mm-hmm. You know, our running shoes these days are so much more comfortable than they were. Mm-hmm. I remember start, when I started running, oh, my gosh. Running shoes were more comfortable than a pair of dress shoes. They weren't anything like, like they are now. They're so plush, so mm-hmm. they feel so good. Um, clothing, same kind of thing. Uh, the materials today are so much nicer than they were back in the '80s when I started running. Back then, we thought a cotton shirt was about the best feeling thing you could have. Now we're like cotton. I don't want to wear any cotton, you know. So it's, uh, it's, it, it's, and. and they say, I listened to a podcast the other day, and the woman was saying she buys all of her clothes from consignment shops because she believes that the clothing that was made in the 80s is so much better quality than it is today, and that it lasts longer. And I'm like, nah, give me comfort. <laughs> give me comfort. Yeah. Even if it doesn't last as long, give me comfort. Yeah. Uh, but it was an interesting thought. But yeah, so be thankful for the stuff that we have today. We're, we're so much more comfortable today with the equipment and the clothing that we have. All right, it's a time for Dean's thoughts. That's a time when I share something that I've written about the intersection between running and faith. So how do you use a Stephen King story to talk about running, walking, and spiritual matters?
1: I have no idea, Dean. Well, I'm, I'm interested almost, to hear this. I'm going to
0: show you right now. <laughs> this one's called Time Eaters. There was a story years ago from Stephen King called The Langoliers. I'm not sure if you ever learned the full truth about exactly what is happening in the book or the movie, but it appears that the characters in the story are being pursued by time, and time is represented by horrible creatures who devour all the things associated with the time that has already passed. Somehow, the group of people in the movie had time traveled into the past, and now the Langoliers were eating up everything from the past so that none of it is left. As crazy as that sounds, I think there's a lesson in it that we should all realize. When it comes to our running, the truth is that we can't go back in time. That can be good and bad. Fortunately, uh, we've learned a lot over time and have the benefit of that knowledge today. Maybe we're faster today than we were a few years ago. Um, That can be good. Uh, It can be good that time is passing. But it can also be frustrating. I would love to be able to run as fast as I could run when I was 20 years old. I would love to get back to a time when it didn't take me several days to get over a track workout. It would be great to get back to being leaner and fitter. But I can't. And neither can you. I guess what I'm trying to say is that the Langoliers are real. We we really can't go back in time because it's gone. And the more we accept that, the better off we'll be. I've seen a lot of people who are caught up in wishing for the past, and frankly, it is not healthy. While it is important that we can look back and learn from our experiences, our eyes need to be set on what is ahead. So you don't have that 25-year-old body anymore, anymore? Well, don't waste your time wishing for the past, but focus on what you can do to be in the best shape today. The Israelites had a problem with looking back on time. Once they encountered difficulties in the wilderness, they wished they were back in Egypt as slaves. God had revealed so many incredible things to them, and they still had a hard time believing God would deliver them. It's easy for us to look back on them now and ask, what were they thinking? But we do the same thing. We wish for the past when God has amazing things planned for us in our future. The problem is that we know what happened in the past, and we don't know what is going to happen in the future we're irrational when we pine for the past but i think we need to be irrational about our future we need to believe that god has big things waiting for us in our future i'm 57 years old and i still have some great days of some great days of running even better i've had the best days of my life from a spiritual standpoint sure i can't run as fast as i once could and it takes me forever to recover from running but i have learned to set different goals i think it's fun to try to find new ways to get excited about running overall god has been so good to me my running highs may not as be as high as they once were but god is bigger than ever it seems like a good trade-off to me the langoliers are eating up the past but that's okay because we don't need it if you're look if you're living in the past just stop there is far too much to look forward to today and tomorrow. There may be things in your life that are much tougher to do than they were 20 years ago, but if we focus on God, he is the one part of our life that will continue to get better over time. The best is yet to come. Believe it and live it. <laughs> That's a great story, Dean. You ever read The Langoliers? Or Never heard it? of it. Yeah, there was a movie about the Langoliers. Too. It was, I think it was a TV series or really series or something yeah yeah it was strange
1: you never cease to amaze me how you tie these just off the wall things (laughs) into running and then tie that into our spiritual life Um, good job
0: (laughs) i appreciate it um i guess one thing i should have covered is that when we go forward we have to do it in the right way too um you know we we that's the most important thing is that our focus is on going forward on the path that God has for us.
1: And yeah. Sometimes. You know, we talk about this a lot. Yeah. I'm one of those that you do have to look at the past, but it's only so that you can learn from the past mm-hmm. and how to get better. But too many times we fall into the trap of just what you said. We're, we we're living in the past, you know, yeah. and that, that is not a good place to be. Um, you know, I, I'm not going to go into that. Anyway, yeah, I mean, we, well, we, we, we live in the past, and that's not healthy. We need to learn from the past, not live in the past.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, you and I were sharing before we started this podcast about a situation that I'd heard of. We had two men that just could, they, they, they couldn't, they couldn't get together on an issue. And um, the problem is that they're stuck in mm-hmm. the past, and they can't sure. get past the past. And it's damaging their relationship now. And they have to get past that. And um, so many of us are so focused on the hurts of the past. I remember a lady that I used to work with who uh, I just I never could get through to her because she was so hung up on the fact that her mother died at a younger age than most do uh, from cancer. And she just was so mad at God that she just couldn't get past it. And it was so sad because I tried every angle I could to try to get her to see things differently. And... Um, and maybe she sees things differently today maybe there were some seeds planted i don't know i've not talked to her in years but um it's so sad to see people that are hurting from something that happened in the past and it's affecting everything that they do today hmm. um you know running is one of those things where I, uh, you know like i said i've slowed down over the years um but i gotta let it go <laughs> I can't get hung up on that, right? I mean, I can, but that's no good. Yeah, I, I've got a friend of mine who, uh, you know, he's a little bit younger than I am, and he's basically, he basically doesn't race anymore. And I think it's just because he's not as fast as he once was, and he's probably not going to win a race now. Mm. So he's just done running. And I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't you know, you're the all that joy that you had all those other times you've just thrown it away because you can't get past the past. That's
1: that's why I love the way that the Boston marathon is set up with their qualifying times. You know, I, there, there was a time, a specific race where I was, I argue I was in the shape to qualify for Boston. we talked about it on here, the Albany marathon and the, and that wreck was a, I mean that, that run was a train wreck. I didn't qualify and it would be so easy to look back at that and say, "Ah, oh, you know, wish I could get that speed back." But the cool thing about the Boston Marathon is you can you can let your your age catch up to your qualifying <laughs> time. Right. So I I will I don't think I will ever be back to running like that. But there's still hope for me to qualify for Boston one time because. That line keeps moving, and that's that's how it's like you said. You you look at different ways to challenge yourself, but too many times we we want to challenge ourselves in the same way we did twenty years ago, mm-hmm. and that's not healthy, whether we can do it or not. Yeah, um, we should always be changing our challenges and our bars up because that's that's the spice of life, right? That's I mean, right. to keep things to keep things new and to keep things fresh, and that's the cool thing about running is so many ways to do it it's a very simple sport yeah. but there's so many ways to
0: change it up yep the truth is that time only works in one direction mm-hmm. and uh, we can't go backwards so we might as well be looking forwards mm-hmm. you know that moment when you're running and you settle into that perfect pace and then the next song comes on don't let that happen again
1: With the new J Radio, you can trust us to make sure that the next song in your playlist will help you keep up that pace. Check out the radio active station on J Radio for all different genres of workout music handpicked for you while you run. Start listening now at JRadio.com.
0: All right, every week I share a reason why running and or walking is so awesome. Um, And here's this week. You know, there aren't many cooler things than completing a marathon. I mean, it's just really cool to say, I'm a marathoner, right? Uh, And and you can't do that unless you're a runner or walker. Mm -hmm. you you got to get from the start to the finish. And you do that by running or walking. And um, we've seen a number of people do it that didn't think they could. And uh, that's that's so cool. the, The look in people's eye when you call them a marathoner for the first time, it's just precious yeah uh, and so yeah hard things are a big deal and the marathon is a hard thing so yeah. it's worth it I was reading about this Sophie Hall this girl she's 11 years old and she's she's in Australia and she recently ran a 428 1500 meters that, that equates to a 451 mile she's 11. Um, she ran 938 for 3,000, which is uh, 1020, basically, for two miles. Uh, that's incredible. Wow! I mean, isn't that crazy? Um, so it, it, what's what I thought I would bring up out of this, though, is that a lot of times we see young girls who run really fast. And they're the fastest they're ever going to be when they're 13, 14 mm-hmm. years old. And they don't improve. Well, why is that? And you and I've seen it mm-hmm. a number of times. And what happens is girls and boys change completely differently. You know, when boys when they hit puberty, they get extra shot of testosterone. Their muscles get bigger and stronger. They get faster mm-hmm. because their body is more capable. Girls, on the other hand, their their bone structure changes. The angles of their femurs and their legs change, and their muscles have to relearn how to operate again. Sure, um, they have hormones that are not testosterone that help that hurt them in their development to some degree. And so, if if you know you have a daughter, or you know somebody who is a young girl who's frustrated with I got to be really fast when I was 12 and I can't seem to get any faster. Have patience Mm -hmm. and have some grace because I've seen it happen a couple of ways. I've seen people who have um, they get so frustrated that they quit Mm
2: -hmm.
0: or they press so hard that they hurt themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, But the only thing you can do is keep doing the same thing you've been doing. Keep trying as hard as you can and even though you may not improve, or you may even get slower. Just do the best you can. And if you'll keep doing the best you can, eventually you get the other side of that. Sometimes that time period is relatively short. For some girls, it's a year. It's a mm-hmm. year in their life that they, they don't improve or that they regress a little bit, then they come back strong and they're fine. For some, it's several years
1: it's funny you bring this up because lane and i were just talking about this the other night and and i feel like lane knows these things i mean we've talked about it enough around him um but he made the comment you know he kind of follows the professional running diamond league all the he still follows that pretty close and he made a comment the other night and i was like you know, duh. you've done this, but it's like it's a lot. Bo clicked. He said, you know, it really does no good to be the fastest high school athlete in the country Mm. in the long run. And we've talked about this so many times that that is almost a curse. We've seen it for sure. We've seen it firsthand. Yeah. National champion, not in the sport anymore. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that goes back to the – it's just the consistency over time.
2: Yeah, it does.
1: Um, he, so many times we see, especially young athletes, they hit this overwhelming success, and they set that as the bar. Mm-hmm. And we all need to have big goals. There's mm-hmm. nothing – especially at the professional level and the level of some of these people, like we're talking about Sophie here. She's on her way. But that – that doesn't need to it, it needs to be a goal but it doesn't need to be the bar necessarily yeah. because so many times i mean we've seen it he they hit this highest of highs and they feel like they need to stay there and the minute they come off of that any at all it destroys them yeah and i think it destroys them more than just in their their sporting life yeah, it, I agree. it's they let that become their identity Mm-hmm. And that is where it gets really dangerous. This goes into a whole spiritual conversation, but we just gotta be careful, especially with young people. If you're out there, I know we've got several run club members who have kids in cross country, and be careful not mm-hmm. to let that become their identity because
2: mm-hmm.
1: when they have a hiccup, you have a hiccup in your identity, and that is that is very dangerous on Goodness. so many levels
0: for sure. So if you're out there and you're listening to this and you know of a girl who is going through this and is frustrated or a parent that has a girl who's going through this, I want to invite you to look up. um, There's a a she was a professional writer. Her name's Lauren Fleshman. Mm -hmm. She had a very successful professional career. But she sat down at one point and she wrote what she called a letter to her younger self, hmm. and it talks about here's the things I would tell myself when I was younger if if I knew then what I know now. It's very well done, and um, she wrote it for Mile Split in 2017. So if you'll just if you'll uh, Google Lauren Fleshman letter to her younger self, you'll find it. And um, it, it's a little bit too long to read on here, but it's very well done, and it talks about all the things about how you have to give yourself grace as as a young athlete. And there's going to be these times and things are different, and you're mm-hmm. going to have these feelings that are not good, and you got to let those things go. And it's a, it's really well done. So. Maybe
1: maybe one of the next Dean's thoughts.
0: Yeah, we could dig into that because there's
1: there's a lot to talk about in that letter. We don't have time on this podcast, but yeah, maybe the next. Dean's thoughts, I think you're busy with something else next week, but maybe maybe the week after that. Yeah. We think. Yeah, maybe so. There's a lot to talk about in that letter. There, I've read it. There is,
0: yeah, yeah, it is good. And the problem is is that oftentimes people don't understand it. Um you never forget, I had a I had one of my college athletes who has since graduated, who's a precious, precious young lady. Um, when she was in high school, she went through this. Mm-hmm with her coaches and i heard her coach tell me as a coach she was just lazy yeah and the truth was she was struggling with something Mm -hmm. and she became a great college athlete way better than they ever thought she could be because i understood the problem so understand that the coaches sometimes it's not that they don't it's not it's not that they're wanting to be they just – they're seeing it's education. Something. It's an education issue. Yeah. And um, so even gently sharing some of this stuff with them. It's
1: why we put the yeah. whole – you know, I, I wrote that blog on iron, iron. with Lane because yeah. had we not known Lane as well as we <laughs> knew him back when – when was that? When was it? Sophomore maybe? I don't even remember when that was. We would have thought the same thing. Well, Lane's just not working hard. Yeah. Well, we knew that that wasn't Lane. but so many coaches you don't you don't know your athletes as well as you know your own right. child, so they jump to conclusions and rightfully so. You know, I'm not we're not throwing mud on the coaches. It's simply an education thing, so that's why it is important for if you've got young, especially female athletes. I would argue even male athletes. Uh, that's for any sure. any athlete Absolutely. needs to read. Her letter to her younger self yeah. because it's there's so much to dig into there. Yeah, maybe we sure. can do that on an upcoming. podcast. We'll do that.
0: We'll do that. Well, let's finish with something not so heavy. <laughs> so this week, I'm I'm at a track meet and I'm yeah. watching. I'm sitting there. I'm watching the shot put. Okay, and, and we've got a couple of girls in the shot put. I'm watching the shot put. I look over and I see this guy standing there watching the shot put. I'm like, that guy looks familiar. And I look at him a little bit closer. I'm like. Man, that guy looks a lot like Alan Webb. Alan Webb is the American record holder in the mile. And then I got to thinking, wait a minute. I think I heard that he's coaching somewhere now. And I looked it up. Sure enough, it was Alan Webb. So um, I I got a chance to – he's the American record holder in the mile. Um, he set that record way back in 2007 Mm -hmm. still holds that record today 346.91 a super fast guy it's uh, and that record was 25 years old when he broke it Mm -hmm. so uh, we don't have a lot of that record doesn't get set very often but he's coaching at a Catholic school down in Florida
2: Mm -hmm.
0: and um, I talked with him for a a little bit he's a super nice guy Um, I think at some point in time we're gonna we're gonna get him on the the podcast and talk to him and 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 pick his brain a little bit but i just talking with him he mentioned he mentioned god three times in our conversation mm. um so um good good christian guy who uh, probably has some insight on a lot of things yeah and um so hopefully we'll get a chance to talk to him so that's pretty cool i was kind of starstruck you know i kind of geek out over stuff like that it's, you know a lot of people that's it's like
1: yeah say, you were texting me
0: yeah, yeah, guess who's here? Yeah, yeah, a lot of people do that with like singers or somebody yeah. like that. And I, I couldn't care less if Garth Brooks walked in this room right now, right? <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but this was Alan Webb, man. Yeah, so it was pretty cool. All right, how about a trivia question for this week? And I'm just going to piggyback off of what we just talked about. Here's our trivia question: Whose record did Alan Webb break in 2007? And not only who broke it, but what sport did that guy who broke it, what sport did he basically invent? That's intriguing. Yeah. <laughs> so go check that out, figure that out. And um, when you find the answer to that, send it to dean at runforgod.com and uh, we'll, we'll share that. Uh, or, or if you're the first one to answer that question correctly, then we will send you $20 worth of uh, Mm. gift card or gift code to the run for God store. So get on it. All right. I'm going to leave you with this motivational thought of the week. It comes from Khalil Gibran. I'm not sure how to say that. Um, And I don't think he's going to get mad about it because um, he's been dead for a (laughs) hundred years, but it's this I slept and I dreamed that life is all joy. I woke and I saw that life is all service. I served and saw that service is joy. Mm, that's pretty cool. Isn't that cool? I just love that. I don't know why that one hit me like it did, but uh, I think there's joy in helping people. That's a lot of what we that's a lot of what we try to do through Run Club. We it's talk what, about
1: the coaching. Yeah. There is so much you're going to get as the coach, more so than your students, out of coaching. Absolutely. Um We've got a lot of classes signing up right now, so uh, go check that out. Go to the, go to Run Club. Go to, um, the members area and go down to coaching and, and read about it. Yeah. You you might decide that's for you.
0: Absolutely. And make sure that you're sharing this podcast with others. Make sure that you're you're subscribing and doing all the things that you need to do and um, to help us grow this ministry. Because the more people that hear what we talk about. The more likely it is that God's going to use somebody within this club to reach somebody and make a, a change in their life that is life changing. Sure. So do that. All right. Until next week, may God bless every step of every run. Go out there and shine your light. Good job, Dean.
1: For more information about the Run for God ministry, go to runforgod.com. If you have questions about your salvation, click on the Peace with God tab. There's nothing more important. Thanks for joining us today.